fucked up. Hi guys, welcome to Your Thoughts Podcast with Jesse Martinez. This is Tyler Beck. We have an anonymous guest today who wishes to remain anonymous because of the uh, conversational topic. Um, she can get a lot of trouble for talking about what she's talking about, I guess, technically. Um, <laughs> so uh, she wants to talk about some educational things because she is a teacher of the fourth grade, uh, <laughs> which I just found out. <laughs> we thought it was uh, special ed, but she just has a degree in that. Um, here she is. Say hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, this is our second take because <laughs> we're me. stupid, stupid. <laughs> um, no worries. So please, again, in so many words. Uh, so just many words. summarize the Red yeah. for Red movement. Um, well, I'll tell you a little bit about, about myself first. Please, yes. Um, so I graduated from NAU and I worked um, teaching preschool for wow, three years. Wow, that's the first time I've heard that. NAU? That's crazy. No, that you oh. studied yeah. <laughs> at the college. You've probably it's never fine. heard of NAU. Probably, you know. Chance goes to NAU. Flags to NAU. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so um, I graduated in four years with a degree in elementary and special education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just fell in love with kids and teaching. And um, this is my first year teaching in the big leagues, teaching mm. fourth graders. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We had a button for applause. I'd press it right now. <laughs> We're not that cool yet. <laughs> But it's it's been a real whirlwind as my first year with the movement going on and um, Red for Ed and just a first year teacher in general. It's a lot to take on. So. Mm -hmm. But Red for Ed in general is essentially a movement. It's a grassroots movement um, brought on by teachers and staff just being really upset about. Arizona and what's happening in Arizona with education and a lack of funding. There's a lot of things that we're spending money on and a lot of things that we should be spending money on. And uh, one of them is teachers. I think a lot of people agree with that because our, our kids need to be educated. Yeah. They need to know things for the for life. <laughs> well, as she previously, previously mentioned, though, it's not only about the teachers. It's right. About so, the... well, she didn't previously mention that because she hasn't <laughs> talked about it yet because this is... <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so talk about that. So okay. the Red for Ed was about teachers, but it was also about much more than that. Yeah. There are a lot of misconceptions that teachers are greedy. What? Oh money, 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 money. Money, money, money. <laughs> no. <laughs> no teacher gets into it for the money. I think um, a lot of people have that misconception because they didn't experience a good public education experience yeah. i guess yeah it's 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 really difficult i i in uh, particular i work in a title one public mm. school which is a public school in a very high need low income area um so it's um the students in the area generally don't have a lot of money so and that's already hard it's it's already and then on difficult. top of all the hardship that's more hard <laughs> harder when right. you have social issues in your personal life, education does not come first. It's it's more of a second thing. There are a lot of um, nurturing skills that you have to develop and mm-hmm. compassion and counseling. And that's part of the reason why Red Fred is so important is because the support staff needs aren't being met. We don't have enough counselors on our campuses. We don't have um, paraprofessionals to work in special education to help with teachers in special ed. We don't have librarians. All those positions are being closed. Um, We no longer have a band program at my school. (gasps) We, I know, we don't have choir anymore at my school. Um, Oh, no. I teach at a K-8 public school. So um, we, everything is being cut everything and it makes me want to cry because i see it kind of crashing down around me and it's really sad and even just the materials that were being provided are insufficient and out of date and um it comes out of our pockets most of the time yeah and that's that's hard because you're already not making all that much money in such a noble uh (laughs) career path and Mm -hmm. uh it's hard to teach kids it is. And a lot of people want to do it and they pursue it as a dream. You know, a lot of people grow up and oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to teach kids. Um, and then they're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> they, but you want to and you'll you'll stick through it and then they'll learn a lot from you. Um, and it's it's a noble thing that's not being recognized enough, I think. I appreciate that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. But also um, <laughs> battling opinions, uh, I think that the especially high school no just specifically high school we should be teaching people how to live life on top of knowledge we should be teaching them how to do things like clean 
I entirely or cook agree. Or do bills or, you know, socialize better. Communication be needs asshole. to be more right. stressed. So these are things that we should also be touching on, but we're not, and there's no movement for that, and it's probably not going to be, but anyway. Well, it's something that I teach in my classroom often, <gasps> actually. Wow. I teach um, empathy skills and mindfulness Good. and communication mm-hmm. and um, just actually just got done teaching an economics unit. No so, way. Really, really. <laughs> very, very cool. But that's kind of neither here nor there. Right, of course. But um, it's it's just it's been a really difficult movement because we've had so many... I, I feel a lot of support from a lot of people for the movement, but I also see people very angry because it's directly affecting them. Right. You know, when, when, and I get it when parents don't have anywhere to put their kids during the day because we're protesting, I, I totally understand what a difficult situation that puts them in. I and I th- entirely feel for that. I think something like this directly affects everybody in the sense that everybody's got a kid in a school. Yeah. Right. And whether parents see it or not, they may go to school every day and they come home. It's and more than that because their tax dollars also go to something. So people who don't like the public educational system are like, why should I pay for this? No, it makes sense. Right. It affects everybody regardless of whether you have a child in school. But when you don't have the right resources, that goes with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, culinary, a cook, uh, being in a, a, a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right materials, you're not going to do the right job. And your job right now is to teach. Yes. And if you don't have the right materials to teach, you don't have the right they're not learning as much as they possibly could be. And that, um, as a teacher is, it's just, it's consciously immoral for me, which is why I end up spending upwards of three grand on my class Ridiculous. and for materials and resources. Mm -hmm. And even just during state standardized testing, we had AZ merit state standardized testing for a whole week where the kids were shut in and couldn't go anywhere and couldn't do anything (sighs) all day long. And, um, but I wanted to make sure my kids had whatever they needed to thrive and to succeed. And so I bought snacks every day. I brought in treats. I, Brain food. I made little tiny cards that said how much I appreciate them and Aww. how they're, they're, they should be inspired and how they should believe in themselves with little candies and things like That's that. So just, just to make sure that they're not completely distraught during such a difficult time. You're such time. a nice teacher. All my other teachers <laughs> were just pricks. <laughs> 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 yeah really well i was i that. was a prick in school uh, i was the worst because i didn't care and yeah, but uh, i kind of wish that i had consider how much your home life actually yes it that. affected me a lot yeah. um but also these kids I didn't, may have similar home lives. i could have yeah. i could have i um taken it more seriously but due to the conditions i just said it's not gonna matter anyway but i wish i had more um communication with teachers and mm-hmm. more of like a personal relationship with them because uh that helps it helps a lot, it helps a lot. even if i dropped out which i did um and i had communication with a the teacher they may have been able to help me with a lot of things that i had to do on my own and so basically the point being here is don't fuck off in school and don't be pricks to your teacher that's what i have to say <laughs> <laughs> especially you fourth graders because you have such a nice teacher here oh thank you <laughs> not that you know who we're talking about <laughs> but it's 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 just been a real whirlwind because we haven't like I said we don't have the funding that we need yeah. um which ends up cutting a lot of support staff and a lot of hours um yeah. we don't have the assistance that we need mm-hmm. everything is done on our own our buildings are crumbling we've got leaks we've got chairs that are broken I've got outdated textbooks I don't even have enough for all my students it's it's one of those things where it's if you don't make something so important a priority what do you what do you think about in the future? How do you see the future being if you don't make the kids a priority? Because Swimming they are swimming pools full of hundred dollar bills. I think is the idea there. It's just greed. Yeah, it's a lot of greed. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in this world that have enough money to be helping uh, a cause like this, um, and to be supporting, and they're not because lining your pockets with cash is a lot more important than teaching our kids um, to line their pockets with cash. There's so. also a moral perspective of educating the society itself benefits everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like imagine, if you would, no kids this day and age were educated, and then we. Our generation was the last cutoff for anybody who was taught uh, anything that meant anything. Mm-hmm. And then what happens next? Like, there's people, like... It almost feels like that. that is the progression. Right, of its but that's scary because... because I've, I've watched my girlfriend's little brother. He's in special yeah. ed, and he, he's had difficulty learning uh, 
reading and math and he's in special ed and he he doesn't have some of the opportunity to socialize with other kids so the the teachers don't understand that the school doesn't really care it's it's sad and there's a lot of things that people need to be educated on uh scientifically uh we need to progress you know and these scientists are going to die off eventually the mm-hmm. ones Stephen Hawking <laughs> just died that sucks um and you know there's a lot of people that need to be educated on these things um deeply and they need to have yeah. a full understanding of what's going on and it's just not going to happen it's yeah. kind of scary unless these unless like trade I, I did trade I did culinary but culinary is not going to help anything you know, like me cooking is not going to help people eat. eat right. But that's eating is a fundamental. <laughs> it's a life skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help us progress in the world. And so I think that's kind of where they want us, though, in all honesty, um, because as we progress, um, things get scary for people like politicians and um, big CEOs of companies. When we progress, we start overthrowing and people don't like that. So we keep keep us dumb and they'll be better off. And their kin will be better off. And it kind of just sucks because it's greed. Especially and and most unfortunately, in my case, with being at a Title I school in such a mm. low-income area, I see that directly. Right? Um, scary. It, it yeah. is very scary. Mm. And um, it, it's especially with the Red for Ed movement and Governor Ducey and the things that he's um, attempting to do. The bill itself was a really pretty bill. It had a lot like of aesthetically pleasing. It was, like oh, it was, it was just a gorgeous it was, no, it was, velvet it, paper. It, it, <laughs> was it just definitely. very it, language filled, but not it, really? I mean, it was it was it was very pretty with the things he was saying that he would do. But unfortunately, there is no backing behind any of that with any revenue or where of where any of it's going to come yeah. from. And it's not. Isn't that how it usually is, though? They they promise these things and then they pass a bill and then blah blah blah. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just not practical. So unfortunately, us teachers are most afraid that even with the bill and with the protests, that the bill is going to collapse either way. I mean, Ducey has already been taken to court and lost twice. Oh, from stealing from education. Oh my goodness. Yes. So. um, I actually looked that up. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um, but he's been taking it. And that's where Prop 123 came from. Remember oh, Prop 123 no, no. a while ago? It was, I it will, was up for a few years ago. I will ago. tell you that <clears throat> for face value, I don't know much about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's okay. that's that's why, why I'm here. here. <laughs> exactly why I'm here. Because um, You're before, in good hands. I'm a teacher. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> before this, I, uh, I was always interested in things like politics and these kinds of things. And uh, I never really gave too much thought enough to actually, like, do research on them. Yeah. Uh, that's where this guy comes in. <laughs> um, he's very Important deep into, into political knowledge, and he teaches me a lot. We talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I have my own opinions, but I'm not very educated, you know. I, yeah. I have my, like, opinions on how things should go and how c- they could run smoothly, but I couldn't back it up to save mm-hmm. my life. Um, so that's why I like doing this is because the one, two, three prop or whatever you're talking prop about. Prop one, two, three. Prop one, two, three. I have no idea about that, but you're about to tell me. So I'm about to what be had happened was, is that since 2008, um, there have been billions of dollars stolen from education. <gasps> so real quick, mm-hmm. I found April, uh, stupid computer, uh, <laughs> April 13th, 2018, <laughs> Uh, Governor Doug Ducey's office paid nearly 700000 to private law firms in a losing effort to defend an embattled ballot initiative that increased school funding dis, uh, dis- disbursements from the state land trust. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. He took money that didn't belong to him. Oh, for sure. And then um, he got taken to court. Mm-hmm. And His office paid legal fees of $700,000. Ooh, that's so many. Also good, though. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's, he, he had been mishandling funds. And right. then in order to try to make up for it, they did Prop 123, which instilled a, a few percent back mm-hmm. into what had initially already been taken. Right. But it was a very, very tiny percent in comparison to um, what was originally promised. Yeah, of course. $3.5 billion over the course of 10 years by allocating money from the general fund and increasing annual distributions of the state land trust permanent funds to education. Jeez, it's so much. But it's over 10 years. Yeah, but yeah. still. It's a very, very small amount. But he had stolen far, far more yeah. than that. And that's what, and then he was taken to, actually, Prop 123 was found unlawful. 
which was oh, the really? second time he was in court. Yeah. The plaintiff argument was Proposition 123 violated the federal law on the state's, uh, state's land trust fund because the proposition removed principles from the land. Principle from the land. This is why Tyler's here. Uh, defendant argument, Proposition 123 did not violate federal law because Congress no longer has oversight of the state's land trust fund. This is all on uh, Ballotpedia.com. If you want to look it up for yourself. Uh, we always uh, suggest that people do their own research if they want to know about it. Don't just take everything with a grain of salt, you know? Make That's up definitely. your own decision. Quit being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the fact checking. I've only got so much of a right, memory. Exactly. That I can People get have. all butthurt. I mean mm-hmm. it's just like well they haven't, but I'm sure it's gonna happen eventually. But we just wanna know. Yeah, we you know we have from from the the point of the beginning of the podcast, our understanding was this is a teacher strike. Right, but you've educated it. us so much more <laughs> yeah. that it's more than teachers and it's, it's a, a lot, lot of money. We're very grateful right. for that. Right, you're doing it right. This is how this podcast should go down. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. That we I don't always talk uh, things like this, like political or and stuff. Sometimes we just talk about whatever, you yeah. know, just simple chats. I think the last podcast, one of the highlights was. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gay if yeah, all if butt sex is gay <laughs> butt sex. That was the last one. If you so listen to our last podcast, it kind of touches. This is a on very that. different topic, <laughs> right? And sorry, we are inappropriate. I mean, I'm not opposed. To oh, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's awesome. Me neither. I love. <laughs> Sometimes I'm remaining anonymous. Like, yes, I mean. you may. Nobody knows who you are. I don't even know who you are. Perfect. <laughs> That's fun. Mm, mm. So thank you for educating, but I want to switch the topic just a tad. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> what do you do when you're not a teacher? What do I do when I'm not a teacher? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, just average people things. No. I mean, Ooh. I... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get too into this uh, as far as your personal life goes because you're remaining anonymous, so mm-hmm. I don't want to... Yeah, it's entirely up to you. Just you say, know. hey, Jesse, I don't want to fucking talk about that. <laughs> just got to say <laughs> I mean, I, I just like everyone else, I, I go out and hang out with people and mm. I mean I'm I'm only twenty three, so I still have a, a lot of life. A lot of life. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I it's still always try to maybe. still try to live Hopefully. my life to the best that I can. I try to be social. Oh, it's, of course. it's hard though being a teacher because I'm I put in so many hours. Yeah. So it's many hours. Monday this last through Friday. Right? Yeah. Well okay. I so I um how school works. I work 30 miles from where I live. Oh, my God. So it's quite Why the Why do you do that? Why? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I like a buffer zone between That's, my school I get that. and between me. That's understandable. I like to be able to still go out in like a crop top. You got to be careful. <laughs> Not right, see kids close. or parents. Yeah. It's actually a huge thing for teachers. I can't post pictures of myself with alcoholic beverages online. Aww. I can't talk You have to about lie. That sucks with the teachers that you have to lie. They're not allowed it's to see a, you as... Which is why I have to remain anonymous. You become right, a person of, of influence to exactly. these students. Yeah. Whether so you, or not she's a person of influence, they're going to do it. You have to be mindful it, of you know? how your persona is being represented. Yeah. Well, she's got the knowledge and she's very sweet and nice. I think she's allowed a beverage every now and again. <laughs> sure. Just don't take pictures like a child. Yeah. I guess. It's, that makes a lot of sense. It's, a, it's, it's an image. Yes. I get it. I have to uphold for the public. I get it. I just don't agree with it. That's all. I, 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 I understand. Know. It's a personal autonomy thing. It is. That is yeah. It's a difficult situation to maneuver Because around. of the people that we are, we, we can get away with that stuff. But people like politicians or people like teachers or people who who have this status that they need to maintain for the sake of the people that they represent cannot right. do that. I, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. But also, like, we know they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know it. But yeah. we're just, we don't, we're, we're, ugh, he's doing it. I'm seeing it happen. Like, it's well, so. Well, I mean, and props to my district, actually, because I, I know, saying something good. Props to my <laughs> district, actually, because um, I, um, they all knew that I wasn't straight. Sure. They all knew that. And, mm-hmm. um, and I told them, I was like, hey, you know, if. Some, if it comes up in conversation in my class, I'm not gonna Super gay. say other way. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend that I'm something I'm not right. in front of my students because it's something that needs to be normalized, anyways. Of course, yeah. We're so, getting to that time of of life where these things just need to be. They just, they this just is need, what they it just is. Need to be yep. what it is. Mm-hmm. And they knew that going into the situation of hiring me, I made it very clear beforehand, and I'm very lucky to have work to work in a district that um, I'm not getting fired for Yay, being gay isn't that cool? <laughs> the world works in just wonderful um, ways these because days. there are many districts in arizona unfortunately that if i were to be openly gay i would be immediately um, terminated in this right to work ridiculous state. unfortunately yeah it's pretty unfortunate um 
I'm gay on my free time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm straight at home, but out and about. And my wife knows about it. Uh, she knows that I'm gay on my free time. Um, I'm, I'm sure she appreciates the honesty. Oh, she loves it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she actually she likes it. She's like, go be gay. I'll take my time to myself. She, you know. She um, actually said she prefers not to know, and she's glad she doesn't. She, she told that to she me didn't though. Say that. She likes it. But that it's, it's gay. us together. <laughs> <laughs> So me and Tyler were gay. Um, yeah. I'm not making funny uh, no, gay people. I just I, I wear my thoughts on my sleeves, and I'm sorry if I offend, but uh, all butt sex is gay butt sex. That's what I, <laughs> and I, I like mean. it that way. <laughs> um, I'm having a, a kid, um, and I'm going to raise him gay. And it's a joke <laughs> that I tell everybody um, because uh, it's just the norm now is just to be gay. So I want him to, to be that way. You know, everybody raises their kids straight. I'm going to raise mine gay. It's just my choice. Okay. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) But, I mean, there were actually a lot of really, this being my first year teaching, there were actually a lot of really huge positives and wins. Um, One of them being one of my students. um, So I had come out to my students because they'd asked me about it. And um, I, at the time, was engaged to a woman. And, um, unfortunately, I'm not anymore. but I know (laughs) it's a little sad but it's okay (laughs) it it happens Uh um but I know I actually have a question were you previously married I was not no Mm -mm. what kind of fucking question is that my brother asked me something like that Kyle yeah piece of shit hope he listens to this yeah go back to Florida (laughs) no I've never been married (laughs) go to Florida (laughs) but um Really awesome, positive win. Like like I said, I don't know if I said it in this one or the first take, but I teach compassion and empathy and communication to my what students. What first take? This is the and first <laughs> take. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> I teach compassion and empathy and understanding and tolerance mm. and just really in mindfulness and just important things to my students to develop compassionate kids. I have uh, a brother and a sister. I have nine brothers and sisters. And the two youngest, yes, (laughs) I'm the oldest. The two youngest, uh, I have a friend named Frank who is transgender. And uh, uh, she identifies as he. And it's just he. It's just Frank. Frank is a boy. And uh, they they met Frank for the first time. And uh, they were like, oh, it's she. You know, and we're like, no, this is a boy. This is Frank. They did not understand at all how that worked so they're asking me like does frank have a penis or a vagina and i said frank's got a penis but frank is a girl is a boy or frank's got a vagina and frank is a boy and they were like that's not how that works i'm like it, it kind of is though like it's, it is. it's just however you want just say boy that's yeah. all he wants it's not a big deal just do it whether you agree with it or not yeah. i think and where it gets complicated though is when doctors need to know the the personal information right. of transgender people. if if you're going to a doctor and you're transgender just call yourself a boy but understand that you have female genitals psychologically male biologically female please that it's just better for everybody you know yeah it's Um, better for you (laughs) yeah they were very confused it's better better for me (laughs) oh it's better for the person going (laughs) to the doctor what (laughs) um but they were confused and it took a really long time to explain to them that it's just just let it be and they're not old enough to actually explain it in depth Mm -hmm. you know um, sometimes I don't even think I understand it in depth. I think it'd be really hard to grasp as a young child as right. well. Because my parents are bigot assholes. So my my little brother called a little black girl the N-word the other day mm-hmm. at school. And she punched him in the face. Good for her. Yeah. Um, and so this, and I'm so upset with him. And uh, he will be dealt with by my hand. Uh, but... It, it it's this kind of ignorance so that when we were talking about something so profound as transgender, mm-hmm. he was almost disgusted by it. He's like, I don't understand it and I don't like it. And I'm like, you got to just deal with it. You got to, yeah. this is how, when you grow up, I didn't grow up this way. This is new to me just like maybe five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to grow up in this life. Yeah. Your entire generation is going to have a ton of gays, a ton of transgender. Uh, and it's been happening gotta, for over 40 years. It's just in the public light now. Right. And, you've, and he's yeah. got to deal with it or else he's going to have a bad time in life. Yeah. And throughout history, is. it's it's been pretty common for men to dress as women. Many, many, many years of history, like a couple thousand years back is what I understand. There were women who fought in, I think, World War II who uh, pretended to be men. And that might just be an honor thing, though, you know. Well, you I mean, you, there were women yeah. who also <laughs> were allowed to, yeah. but it wasn't as common for them to be allowed to. Right. As I was saying, though, 
um, I had a huge win because I, like I said, I I came out to my students and they were all very supportive Mm -hmm. and very sweet. And, um, which by the way, was very hard. I cried. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) It was very hard to do because it's just so scary. Were any of them like, no, really all of them? None of them. That's amazing. That's really good. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. But later on, um, one of my students actually came out as who's a girl liking other girls Ooh. in my class and I just it made my heart so happy now did you talk to her parents about that is it, that something that you kind of have to do no, no it's yeah. if I think it, that would be crossing a line to the kid I think so too yeah no it's not it's not something that um it, unless it affects the safety of a child sure. things like that mm-hmm. you know then then it needs to be crossed right. over into that realm but it didn't need to in this particular no, case that's good um but it, it was just a really it was a really heartwarming moment because this student in particular had started the year very closed very kind of withdrawn sure. and um by the end of the year she was just unapologetically herself that's amazing and it just makes me really happy to know yeah. that you know hopefully i helped her be okay with that oh, and I seeing bet. it in yeah. her life you well, I, you're, you're teaching fourth grade. What's the usual age for fourth grade? It's nine like to ten. Nine to ten. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure at such a young age when you're feeling these things, not a lot of people talk about it. No. You know, and a lot of a lot of parents still these days are kind of like, put that away until you're older. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'll talk about that later. Well, so that uh, would also be around the age that you start to notice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I lost my train of thought. I will do this once an episode. I know. <laughs> just lose your train of thought. I just, yeah, because <laughs> one track mine, somebody talks, and then I'm fucking gone. Um, but yeah, it must be hard to talk about that at their age, and they probably don't often. They probably don't know anybody like that. You know, it was really then, difficult for then, sure. Yeah, and then you come along, and you're like, "Hey, super gay over here." And then, <laughs> is that what it is? Awesome. <laughs> it it's been a really great year though, as a first year teaching. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. I've had a lot of really positive stories. One of my students um, actually um, is an orphan and um, lives in a home. And it was just, it was really, really sad. This student in particular had had tons of outbursts. um, Orphans will do that. PTSD. Oh, wow. Things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And every other teacher couldn't handle him and came into my class. And the first, the whole entire first quarter he was in my class, he didn't have a single outburst. That's good. There wasn't any throwing of things. There wasn't any yelling. Mm-hmm. There, it was. It was just. It was amazing. And, you know, over time here and there, he went through a lot of other trauma with potential adopters and things sure. like that. And it was hard, but we had a really amazing year. And would that have to do with the expecta- expectations uh, from the child? Like they expect him to be an adult, kind of. What do you mean by that? I'm sorry. Like from the teacher's perspective, okay. looking at the child, thinking you need to act the specific way and the child not understanding that or. No, it's uh, it's just it's always a very difficult situation when you've got someone with such deep emotional need and you don't always have the capacity to meet that. You also don't know which emotions are needed. I- exactly. You know, like. And with the Red for Red movement, bringing it back there, home run, Woo! full circle, <laughs> um, we also don't have the resources for counselors. Oh, and that sucks. We have a counselor on campus, but um, hours are very limited. The ratio for counselor to student is, should be far lower than it is. Sure. Far, far lower. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is to counsel all these kids? They need counseling. Especially in yeah. high-need Title I schools where they've got so many emotional needs and trauma in their life. So it's does that thing just spew out every now and again? Are you do you just like it does, since you've yes. been here? Have you just smelt wafts of like delicious? I've also listened and have heard, you heard it. And I can't. I got these on. Okay, yeah, so I'm just curious. That's cool. Yes. Awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's totally okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um. Or or not not even just orphans. People. I grew up in a really shitty uh, environment, like really bad. I didn't have a lot of lash outs as a kid, though. But growing up that way, I can understand the, the kids who do. Because when you're growing up, your mind is kind of like a sponge. Mm-hmm. It, not even kind of. It, it almost is. It absorbs literally everything that comes in it. So when you're in an environment like that and then switch it off and nobody's yes. fighting, nobody's arguing, nobody's doing drugs, your world that you knew growing up is not that world anymore. And, mm-hmm. and as a kid who already doesn't know how to handle the emotions that he's feeling are now feeling the most craziest emotions that you can possibly feel you, and you don't know. As a, as a child... 
kids are incredibly flexible and adaptive and they will always adapt to their environment mm. whichever way necessary well it takes it, it often takes a lot of time uh like like you were talking about the the kid with the lash outs mm-hmm. uh it, it, he doesn't know how to act he doesn't no. know how to handle it because when you see something like that you expect it to happen around the corner at any time his guard was up that's all it is he's just making sure that he's okay looking out for number one because it's all he's ever had to look even mm-hmm. at 10 years old it's all he's ever had to look out for is himself it's a coping mechanism yes, yes. So, but I, I'm, unfortunately, um, that child, it's just, it's been a really rough road for him. But being in my class, I've hopefully <laughs> I would say. tried tried helping and mm. done, done everything I could as a teacher. But unfortunately, there's only so much you can do when you've got 30 kids and all of them have different needs. And you've only got so many hours in the day. But oftentimes, it's, we spend more time with kids than their parents do most of the time. Right. We have them eight hours a day, five days a week. You mm. know, I, I get to work at 630 in the morning and they my kids start coming in the door at 715. Wow. That's early. So. <laughs> oh, was that attractive? Did anybody like that? It was great. Was that? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Honestly, though, it was it was a little weak. My, w- <laughs> <laughs> my, had a little more oomph. my wife can burp and fart like the best of them <laughs> i think that Real has to do with being pregnant because um, you know a lot of the gas or whatever um you don't have any kids yourself right no have you been gay your whole life <laughs> i think that's how it works right i mean <laughs> <laughs> generally you know being gay is obviously a choice and not the way you're born <laughs> I'm it's sorry. all good as I, sa- as I said before I, 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 I speak my mind that. yeah that's what i'm saying like i am not afraid to speak my mind and please understand that i am joking um, I of course <laughs> I am very accepting of uh, the gay popularity and the trans popularity um, to each their own. I think a lot of people need that mindset is because I'm personally not gay. Uh, Just on the weekends, right? on the weekends, right. <laughs> personally not gay at the moment. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't affect my life at all. It yeah. doesn't, and it doesn't affect anybody else's life. And even if you have to see like two dudes or two chicks making out in the public, it's not really a big fucking deal. Like, chill chill relax <laughs> right I don't think Tyler. anybody wants to see anybody making out in public i love it <laughs> i look for it i mean exhibitionism right That's when fair. i'm done here i'm going out into town and i'm looking for people making out just to watch just just <laughs> i will sit there and be like do you mind if i just watch this happen just people watch not once has anybody been okay with it but you know <laughs> well they shouldn't no mind they're doing it in public that's right that's the thing, <laughs> you know? um what's your thoughts on pda pda <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, I don't know how now. deep we want this podcast to get into my sex life. It's anonymous. <laughs> I know, right? Um, teacher by day, mm-hmm. BDSM by night. <laughs> I wear nothing but leather outside of work. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, so this is a fun podcast. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and this is what it's all about. Uh, I, I recently um, somebody uh, commented on our Facebook uh, post about this that. Um, was interested in doing it and he was talking what it was about and i think one of the coolest parts about having a podcast where there's not a lot of uh topic subject subject topic beforehand um it kind of it's interesting to see the thought process on the spot it's really cool you see a lot of personalities right yeah it's it's you it's who you are you know and um this particular one she did tell us what she wanted to talk about beforehand because of the anonymous part um or he you don't know (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) (laughs) um but it's really it's really really interesting to see because that's what this podcast is all about is people talking about what they want to talk about in the setting that they're comfortable with and that's really cool um i love tyler (laughs) i love you (laughs) nice to hear uh so you did mention pros and cons of the specific school district yes Let's talk about so, that. Um, well, education in general, I can talk. I can talk for hours about Please this. Please do. But, you only um, have a half hour, but well. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the biggest things with the Red for Ed movement and one of the things that Governor Ducey is... Um, Ducey. Du- <laughs> 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 Teachers don't really trust him. Is that because not PC? <laughs> <laughs> Teachers don't really trust him because, like I said, um, and which was fact-checked, um, he's been taken to court a few times for mishandling funds from education. And lost. Yes. And um, it's 
it's been something that we just we don't really trust him. And unfortunately, in the public sector with uh, Betsy DeBoyd and her um, push toward charter and private education, um, it makes education very difficult. And a lot of people have misconceptions as to the differences between public charter and private education. And they actually are massive, massive differences. Mm -hmm. Um, With public education, there are a lot of stringent rules that need to be followed. Um, Tyler, you had mentioned that your, um, would you say uh, brother was in special ed? He would say brother, yes. We have confirmed that this is brother. (laughs) <laughs> sibling my is girlfriend's in, brother okay oh, sibling's brother okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just remembered like some relation of, of a child with um special needs it was a good knock on my brother though yeah <laughs> <laughs> his brother's a douche and i don't care if he knows it you know what he did I, yesterday sorry to interrupt uh, <laughs> we have band practice every saturday and his brother's in town from the navy and uh he wanted to tase me oh with the taser <laughs> And sound like a very good plan. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he has no. Uh, I thought that when he went in, he would have some sort of like hand-to-hand discipline. combat training or discipline, yeah. right? And he had none of that, which means that even though he's in uh, form of the military, I could still kick his fucking ass. So if he ever came at me with a taser, I'm proud of you. I would rip his nipples off <laughs> <laughs> of his body. Continue, please. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> With um, special education in, in particular, because I do have um, a pretty good background in special ed, having a degree in it and working in it and things like that. Um, in charter and private education, they are not required at all to provide special education services. Ooh. Boo. <laughs> um, whereas in public education with the IDEA Act, IDEA Act, um, it ensures that students get what they need. Um, with special education and it be completely provided in full by the government. So how do we get behind that? Um, with public education, it's already a law. Oh. Yes. Is special education individualized? Yes. So we what create things called an IEP, an individualized education plan. Oh, cool. And so that's something My brother that actually did do that. You've heard of IEP? Yeah, he did an IEP. Oh. He Well, the teacher's made him an IEP but yes yeah. yes <laughs> it's essentially a plan um, built around the student to create goals and um, understanding of where the child's needs are and how the teachers can better fit those needs with accommodations and supports um, but off with the legal jargon <laughs> of the situation You're very educated on this thank you not many teachers are this educated about it they just go in they teach they get out and then you know boo i don't get paid enough but you're educated it's part of the reason you know. why i got a degree in special education right. as well because i wanted to make sure that um in, in a fully inclusive classroom mm. using something called universal design of learning um i can make sure that all of my students have their needs met regardless of their diversity or background. You're a goddamn one-man army. <laughs> fantastic. I wish everybody thought like you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, but it's in charter and private schools, they don't have rules on things like special education. They don't have their needs always being met. Um, charters have very, very vague rules, but um, I've seen tons of IEPs come from charter schools and their needs weren't being met for many, many years. And private schools don't have any regulations on it. Um, In fact, one of my friends who went to private school, um, she is blind. (gasps) And she went to private school and her parents had to pay for all of the accommodations that she needed in the classroom. They had to pay for all of her enlarged print. When she was younger, she could see very minimally. Um, Legally blind. Well, um, she she has albinism and she's blind. And so it affected her eyes in a way that with light and things like that. But anyways, Mm -hmm. she had to, her parents had to provide all the accommodations and she wasn't given any specific um, needs from the teachers, things like that in the private education sector, which is one of the reasons why public education is so important. It's a vital part because we have rules saying we will take anyone and everyone and we will give them what they need, which is why funding toward it is vital. It is. Mm-hmm. Isn't that against the law? Which law? Uh, it says here, all public schools under the Individuals with Disability Education Act, IDEA, mm-hmm. IDEA? Public IDEA. schools. Public schools. Charter schools are public schools, therefore they bear the same responsibility. Um, um, this is a parentcenterhub.org. Parentcenterhub.org. He's not talking to the mic. Charter, um, they 
fall under IDEA, but they don't follow the same strict, stringent guidelines and rules that we do. So they don't get audited or evaluated the same ways that public schools do. Bunch of turds. And they also don't receive the same types of funding that public schools do. So it's less government involvement, so they get exactly. away with it. Exactly. So, so, same laws, so, so same they still rules. have IEPs. Yeah. They still have those plans, but they're often years and years and years outdate, out of date. They're, it's, it's very much swept under the rug, unfortunately. Um, so they say they have the services, but they're not meeting the same par mm-hmm. that you would in a public school sector. Um, in private schools, they are entirely negated from the situation. They don't have the same at all types of requirements. Um, well, and in pi- private schools in general, you can they can cho- pick and choose who they want to include. So... Um, oftentimes, unless it's a private school specializing in a specific type of disability, um, the students will be left out of the conversation entirely with disabilities, which makes me very upset. <laughs> I think it kind of should make everybody kind of upset, you know? That seems weird because the parents are paying for the student to be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, ultimately, the in private schools, the um, schools pick the students. They can decide to kick out whoever they want. Bunch of turds. Um, and But that's bringing it full circle with Red for Ed. Governor Ducey is fully in line with the Koch brothers. K-O-C-H, I believe. Koch brothers. Who, Coke. um... Coke. Coach? Oh, sorry. I, I don't, don't... I'm not sure. <laughs> I've heard it I know pronounced the multiple ways. The brothers. <laughs> the brothers. Just two brothers. Um, <laughs> who are extremely for privatized and charter education. And they've already kind of got their hands in um, Ducey's pockets if you will, um, and political contributions, unfortunately, which, um, actually part of the red for ed, part of his, um, proposal and bill and everything that was kind of being pushed through. Part of that was that some money was going to go toward charter schools. That was going to be entirely hands-off money. They wouldn't need any receipts or any, um, understanding as to where that money was going. That's not okay. (laughs) which means it can go toward literally anything and anyone in the charters. Um, But that's the Koch brothers? The Koch brothers. The Koch brothers. (laughs) Brothers with cocks. (laughs) I'd like to get to know these brothers. Coke, well, okay. Coach? Let's go take a visit to the Koch brothers. K-O-C-H. It is, yes. This coach. Koch? Koch? I've heard it pronounced a few ways. Phonetically, it's... Koch. Stupid idiot brothers. S O C H. Stupid idiot brothers. But they're right along with the movement with Betsy and um, their push toward privatized education. And with going along with that, privatized education is where they're pushing toward because you can educate the masses in whichever way you prefer. So you disagree with private education? Is that kind not of necessarily? I think all forms of education have their place. Of course. But unfortunately. It could just be handled a little differently and ran uh, a little... It's the, the issue that I have with many privatized educations is that you can teach the kids whatever you want. I have um, strict, standardized set of criteria and things that I have to teach. I have right. standards that I have to teach from the government saying oh. that I need to teach these things. Right. Private schools don't. Do you have they an, can teach whatever they want. Do you have want. an issue with the things that the government wants you to teach? No. Really? No. Um, it's... We don't get into a lot of the more politically controversial things in fourth grade. Well, of um, course. <laughs> it's, but like, it's but I will say, though, that I don't sugarcoat shit in my classroom. Mm. You say shit and everything. You know I mean, mean? <laughs> I don't think these fucking to. Indians over here. <laughs> no, but really, when I when I had when I taught about Native Americans, I told them a lot more than what was in the textbook. Okay. I recently heard that they were taking the Trail of Tears part of uh, history out of a specific high school's textbooks. I think it was in Texas. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, that's people that's will really pick and choose. Unfortunately. Well, we're not getting all of the information on our history. No. Like, that's important to it know. Is, yeah, it's incredibly it's important. Extremely. Like we were assholes in the beginning. We're assholes now, but we took we killed for this land. Yes. Like, I mean like saying we. Lives. I don't um, want to associate not with those we. people. I we mm-hmm. don't, but as colonizers. Colonizers, right. We killed a lot of people. Uh, for colonizers killed a lot of people. I, I said we again. Colonizers <laughs> killed too many people to for us to live where we live right now. But when I was teaching about colon, colonization 
we did not celebrate Columbus Day in my classroom. When for the best. <laughs> when I was teaching colonization and I was teaching colonization oh. not only from the U.S. perspective, but also the Spanish perspective sure. and understanding that in both means. I, I only teach fourth graders, so I didn't get into it in a huge depth, but I, I didn't I didn't sugarcoat any of it either. I didn't tell That's them good. lies. It's It's not who I am as a teacher. I like it kind of get in your way like a loophole <laughs> the criteria is there it's met but you're teaching it in your own way and you're not a liar exactly i like it, I like it. there's <laughs> spunk and ambition in it if you were being observed how would that go down i guess um well i don't say anything that's not true that's i can provide everything with articles and support so as long okay. as it's backed up you are allowed to talk about it under the criteria as long as it's being met Yes. Okay. Like it's within the specific subject and there's actual information that proves that that actually did happen. So we also like actually loophole. have standards that are for critical thinking and that are for researching. Critical thinking being thinking critically. <laughs> Higher level thinking, yes. Right? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but understanding and teaching higher level thinking is actually a standard and being able to have students recognize false you know, information and being able to have them research things on their own is something that I teach in my classroom. Is that a nationwide standard or is that exclusive to Arizona? I'm not entirely sure. I do know that we follow the Arizona AZCCRS, Arizona State and College and Career Readiness Standards, which are very similarly aligned to the Common Core Standards, which are federal standards. Okay. So, (laughs) but um, it's it's just one of those things that it is... A difficult situation when you're in the classroom and when you're teaching but I will like I was saying before with me coming out as being gay like I'm not gonna lie to my kids you know right. I'm not going to I don't I don't care what they say <laughs> did you, so did you talk to anybody before you came out were you like is that cool can I do that mm-hmm. you did yeah I spoke with my district before I got hired and I made it very clear who I was right. and what, you know, at the time I was engaged. And mm-hmm. so it's it would be just like if you were meeting a teacher and they were introducing their husband on a beginning of the year slideshow telling right. them about their family. Just so happened to be your wife. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, fiance at the time. But it it is it's the same <sighs> idea, though. It's the yeah. same idea of introducing yeah, of yourself. And, and that's one of the cornerstones of building a relationship with your students is they want to know about you. Yeah. You know, just like so. we want to know about you. Well, thank you. That's just to keep conversation going. Uh, <laughs> 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 what are you fact checking over there, stumpers? Uh, I was going to look into uh, um, nationwide critical thinking, but oh, for sure. I didn't find anything. Mm. It was just a quick search. The internet tends to not critically think uh, often. Okay, so that's fun. Uh, not a neat stuff about being a teacher. Um, and I think you actually, I doubt we'll have a lot of other teachers on our show. Um, I appreciate you uh, caring so much to come in and talk about this. Of course. Um, it's it's kind of cool. Um, I didn't know a lot about being a teacher. I don't have any teachers in my family. I actually do, but I don't talk to her. Um, but I don't care either. Can you actually explain the Purple for Students movement? What is that? Purple for Parents. Purple so for Purple for parents. parents. Yes. I believe so. I could be wrong. Um, check it has to rhyme. <laughs> but Purple for Parents. The first, the first rule of a movement is it has to sound good. It is it's Purple true. for Parents. Oh, good. I was right. Um, but Purple for Parents was essentially a movement counteracting the Red for Ed movement. Um, I First of all, I want to say not a single teacher wanted to walk out of their fucking classrooms. Duh. Not a single teacher wanted no. to be there. My, my not brother a and single sister, teacher. My brother and sister were out of school for a week because of the Red for Ed thing, and I thought, that's cool, but also, no, it's a week of not being in school, and now they're no behind. One, no one wanted to do that. Right. No one. Obviously. Like, yeah, you get the break or whatever, but you're you're... You it wasn't, though. I was at the Capitol every day. Right. You were. I'm talking about the kids, oh, particularly. Yeah. Like, of course, they were stoked. They're kids. They don't want to be in school, um, especially my brother and sister. But um, Sorry to hear that. I was. Yeah, they're not. I need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> they they were stoked, but I was like, that's a whole week of you being behind, and mm-hmm. that really sucks. At the very end of the year, which is such right, a critical yeah. time. And so now they lost that whole week of education, and they had to catch up, which made it harder for them. And mm-hmm. so, unfortunately... You know, and I, I, I applaud the Red Fred movement. I think you guys did awesome because we're not we're not doing enough movements to get what we need as as American citizens, as individualized mm-hmm. citizens. Um, 
And so I applaud it, but also it, it kind of sucked that it had to go that way. Well, know? we had been doing um, like walk-in protests for mm-hmm. quite a while before we actually had to do the walkout. Right. Um, I don't know how long it was, but I think it was for at least a couple months that we had been wearing our Red for Ed shirts. <laughs> and Thank you for wearing um, it, by the way. Yeah. Well, this one's really cool. It's like yeah. themed. The educators strike back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to give you away, is it? No. Okay. No, they're everywhere. Okay. <laughs> but um it's just it's it's just so hard to to put into words how much teachers didn't want to walk out. We had been doing strikes and protests um on corners. Right. We'd been doing walk-ins where we would walk into the school with mm. our students wearing our red for ed sure. we would wear red every wednesdays mm. you know we doing everything you doing could. everything we possibly right. could without leaving the school we would go after school that one um there was a saturday march we did where we it was out of school hours marching explaining what was happening and then there was the one march that started it all that was yeah. there was like i think seventy five thousand people at the capitol Woo. That's um, a lot. it was a lot yeah but it was, it's necessary, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yep. No one wanted to do it, but no one was listening. Right. And that's what you do when no one's listening. You fucking do something. And yeah. it's, it's always doing that is always risky because it, oftentimes it works when such doing something so drastic uh, as to take. Pe- people need to realize that everyone needs teachers. Right. If you can read, you need to thank a teacher. Right. Because, I mean, even if that teacher is your parents and you were homeschooled, thank you. You know, because exactly. you don't just pick up a book and go, oh, I'll figure it out. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. No. Um, but <clears throat> it's it's good and we need more movements for the things that we need because you know the world right now. Yes. Everyone sees it and we're all on one side or the other, but nobody's really doing anything about it except for ranting on social media, which does not work. Does not. And so we need to be doing something physical, something that you can see, something that makes gotta a difference. Gotta be vigilant. Vigilant. You gotta be a vigilante. Spray paint some stuff. Make a riot. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Do it. <laughs> Teacher no. says, "Don't do that." Yeah, don't don't do that. But we definitely need to be doing something because there's a lot of bullshit going on and nothing's being done, and we're uh, people are just getting away with the things that they're doing right now. So the uh, Purple for Parents movement. Uh, the founder. There's this quote. I started this group to give a voice to parents who felt that the Red for Ed movement was not really aligned with their own personal beliefs. Uh, the founder is um, Forrest uh, Moriarty. Oh, a Moriarty. There was, uh, there was no place to talk about it. If you disagree with them, uh, you would be shouted out. There were also kids, support staff, and teachers who didn't agree with the walkout. Uh, the Red for Ed people have made their coworkers, parents, and kids uncomfortable about uh, by doing this. And then there's there's quotes from other people. Um, a, a lot of the quotes talk about what seems like, as you mentioned, a misconception about just the teachers getting a raise. Yes. And there's not much mention about like infrastructure or support staff about peer people spending. other staff yeah. that that help the building run, that help the teachers. It's it's like they're misinterpreting it. Most people do when they're against it. <laughs> That's true. Unfortunately. No, yeah, it seems like more more like people just see one side and think, I don't agree with that, so I'm going to find a different side. Well, you know, at the start of this Red Fred movement, before we did the walkout, um, there were so many... Every single person that I had talked to about it, everyone in the district, everyone parent-wise, they were all for it. Everyone was for it. Yeah. But then as soon as it starts affecting them oh, with yeah. oh, they're out. in a negative sense in some right. way, then people start getting upset. Yeah, there was a lot of blame being on the teachers for walking out. And it, uh, the the painting of the picture was they're leaving our students and not caring about them because they yes. want money. Which is entirely well, untrue. It's, it's ignorance. It's it's it's. A- I've always seen it, it. It doesn't have any consideration for the fact that Doug Ducey took dark money, and the educational system has not had the funding that it's needed for a long time. Ten years. Ten years since two thousand and eight. You guys did something, and it affected parents negatively for a week, and yes. they got scared. You know, parents these days don't want to do anything at all, ever. You know, and that it sucks. So when I see stuff like purple for parents or whatever, it just. It was a good cause, and then it affected them, and they were like, nope, I don't want to do it because it affects me directly, even though it would be really good in the long run. Yeah. People are t- thinking too much of what's going on 
right now. Yeah. When really they should be thinking about the consequence and effect of what could be happening. Mm-hmm. That's where doing your own research comes in in handy. Because if you just took the time to realize what Red Thread was actually about and could get behind it, everything would be fine. But this stupid shit. <laughs> it's just dumb. I mean, everyone has their the right to their own opinions. And I, and I understand that it is a terrible inconvenience. But uh, many schools were also trying to provide something to help these parents. Right. I know our school in the district that I work at, we still provided breakfast and lunch every day. Yeah. Every that's day. Neat. That's very good. The kids could come. And because mm-hmm. we were Title One school, many right. of those kids rely on those meals yeah. as being their meal, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Of course. So we still had breakfast and lunch every day. They could come and get their breakfast and lunch if they wanted to. You know, and... Um, and there were also other places in the public and the community that were trying to do their best to provide services. And one thing, though, that really makes it burns my britches, <laughs> <laughs> rubs me the wrong way, is that I saw a lot of um, if you add up the math, sure. because they they were talking about having to pay people, um, you know, a little bit each day to watch their kids. Similar to like a babysitter's wage. Sure. If we had been paid what babysitters make, I'd be in the six figures. There's a weak ass whistle, but you get the idea. That's but do you funny. understand? Like yeah. people see us as glorified babysitters, right? And I've heard that yet argument. we're making so much less. I will give you specific figures. I make thirty seven thousand dollars a year, and but bef- that's before taxes. That's gross. Sure. I mean, that's yeah, that's gross. So can you give us your perspective on an hourly? I can. Um, well, I don't know about hourly, but I can tell you how much I make every two weeks. Sure. Okay. After taxes, I make about $1,000 every two weeks. So it's about $13 an hour. Yes. It's okay. roughly what we make too, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. That's after taxes. I make about $1,000 every two weeks. But we're working basic service jobs. Right. I have we're not associate's teaching degree. Anyone. You don't have a degree. We're you have not a bachelor's degree. I have a bachelor's. I have, yeah, I have two degrees. That's after getting paid for my 15 plus extra hours in college. Ridiculous. But I make $1,000 every two weeks, mm-hmm. um, and so roughly $26,000 a year net as a teacher, as a someone that spent four years of their life trying to make sure that I knew what I needed to know right. to educate students. So it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah, it's super sad, especially when you have 30 kids that you're trying to care for. They're nurturing their needs, being as compassionate as you can while still making sure you're covering all of the standards they need to learn. So it's it's a, certainly a juggling act. Well, thank you for doing it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for caring so much. <laughs> um, as, as somebody who's about to have a kid myself, um, it'll be a while before he goes to school. But I obviously want my child to have the best education that he possibly can. Mm-hmm. I want him to be... I want him to be a lot of things. I want him to be educated. I want him to never, like his father, talk about things <laughs> that he doesn't know about. Never like his father. <laughs> I want him to not like He's me gonna at hate all. You. And, I'm just <laughs> and realize that it's not okay to be straight. Um, <laughs> I want him to know. I want him to be educated on basic knowledge, but also I want him to be educated on how life works. Yeah. Because we don't. We didn't know coming into this. This is how it was going to be. Uh, I I was left in the dark with my parents on everything. So I just, I thought life was going to work, coming home, being angry and upset, and then not having an opinion on anything and going to sleep. And that's what for a really long time I thought life was. But then there's so much more. Some of it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and then some of it sucks. Yes. And I want him, <laughs> I want, and I think everybody should want their kids to know a certain amount coming up so that they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to know. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of things that I can teach him that you wouldn't be able to, uh, because there's just some things that parents and kids should be talking about on their own and teaching on their own. Mm-hmm. And we rely on you for a certain criteria, um, for them to be educated. But some, some students things. don't have the parents there, right? which, which is, is why the school in. needs to be able to help, like, which is why sexual education is really important. Very important. It should be taught. Yes. Uh, which is why, like parent planning should be a thing why um like taxes that should be taught that's Most definitely not something i learned okay so that's gonna probably just about wrap it up for this episode thank um, you guys so much for yeah having absolutely miss anonymous or mr anonymous <laughs> <laughs> don't know yeah, um, you don't know if we edited this yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's six foot tall <laughs> huge ripped guy over here <laughs> just edit to sound like a woman um 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you did, if not, tune in. It's uh, it's a cool show. Uh, if you would like to be a part of it, uh, we're going to get an email uh, going pretty soon that you guys can uh, send us all of your information. Let us know uh, if and when you'd like to do it. And You can find us on one. iTunes and Google uh, Google Play. Yep. Uh, find we us on those We have a couple things. episodes up already, and mm. this one will be up soon. All right. That wraps it up. Uh, that concludes... I think episode four or five or five. I don't remember yeah, at this point anymore. Thanks guys of for tuning your in. thoughts. Uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever we decide to post this. Have a good one.